0: The following podcast contains
1: Dirty, filthy, foul, vile, vulgar, coarse, impure taste, unseemly, street talk, gutter talk, locker room language, barracks talk, bawdy, naughty, saucy, raunchy, Rude, crude, lewd, lascivious, indecent, profane, obscene, blue, off-color, <laughs> risque, suggestive, cursing, cussing, swearing... Explicit
0: Language Hello and welcome to the podcast that asks a simple question. In your inaugural episode, when you complained about Hillary being the only candidate running, what the hell were you thinking? I'm your host, Dave Bledsoe, and this is a Friday, April 15th, 2015 Govern the Shit Out of America edition of the show, where we celebrate one year of podcasting and finally come to grips with who I'm voting for in the New York primary next week. Stay tuned. The What the Hell Were You Thinking podcast is brought to you by the following fine Sponsors. The Dark Spot on the Wall. Sal Luigianetti Esquire. Big Eddie's Ethical Manny Petties. Jack's complete lack of surprise. Tom's Texas Training. The Royal Academy of Very Old Men. The Unicorn Preservation Society. Honest Abe's Time Machine Repair. Louder's Bullhorns. Indulgences are us. The year 1983, when your childhood died. Getting Clean for Gene. Carl Kringle's Discount Elf Hunt. And listeners just like you. Of course, we couldn't do this without Eddie's Podcast Hut, distributing low-rated podcasts for over 11 months. Thanks, Eddie. There's no one else on the Democratic scene that's even close to her. It's just... just... Shouldn't we at least look for someone? You know, just in case? Are we anointing candidates now? Heir-apparents? Is this Westeros? I mean, shit... Shit, there's more competition for the Iron Throne than for the Democratic domination. Elections are supposed to be about choices. And while the Republicans have an embarrassment of riches in this department, and most of them are pretty embarrassing, Democrats have Hillary and uh, Hillary and... I'm drawing a blank here. I mean, I know there was someone... Bernie Sanders. Sorry, Bertie. I'm sorry. I love you. But you realize that Vermin Supreme has a better shot, and he wears a boot on his head because at least he's not a socialist. Though, to be fair, your odds are still better than Rand Paul's. A year ago, we sat in a moldy basement, huddled over a hand-cranked microphone, recording on a four-track reel-to-reel, the first real episode of the What the Hell Were You Thinking podcast. I mean, there'd been a few previous, but they lacked the structure and format that have come to define this quality on demand audio production. Mostly that I was very drunk while recording.
1: You are a drunk. You are an alcoholic. You are a rageaholic. You are out of control. And as long as that happens, this will never change.
0: Too mean, Phil. Too mean. In that little baby show, I in lamented the inevitability of Hillary Clinton and snickered at the possibility of Bernie Sanders even coming close to the nomination.
1: Ooh, look who
0: knows so much, huh? And to be fair, while Bernie has done phenomenally, he's still a long way from securing the nomination. So you're telling me there's a chance we got to talk realistically about this, folks. What I said a year ago is pretty much still true today. Hillary Clinton is the Democratic nominee for president.
1: Get your goddamn back!
0: Settle down. Take it easy. Man, you Sandernistas are a tough crowd. Fine. Yes, it is still possible that Bernie could take the nomination. It would require a couple of things to happen. Namely... eh, A miracle? Kill you, motherfucker, I'll kill you. I'll just enjoy better. For a bunch of hippies, y'all are pretty fucking violent. Okay, okay, seriously, this is what it would take. First, Sanders would need to overperform his polls in New York State, where he trails by a double-digit margin. The 538 aggregate shows as much as 20 points. Probably a little closer than that, but still. But you're going to look at me and go, but wait, bro, what about Michigan. I hear you, and yes, Bernie way outperformed his polls in Michigan, and that was a huge fucking deal, but New York is a different demographic, and like it or not, no matter whether you think he's a carpetbagger or not, she was a senator here, so it's Clinton's home state. Bro, 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 I hear you. Bernie's from Brooklyn, bro, and yes, and if Brooklyn was a state, Bernie would sweep the floor with Hillary. It isn't, and he won't. Hillary is going to win New York. But Bernie could close the gap and narrow the delegate allocation. Because, again, we're playing for delegates here, folks, not states. And New York is proportional, like all Democrat states are. Remember, because we're going to come back to that.
1: This is so boring and forever taking.
0: Next, Bernie would need to remain closely competitive in all the Northeastern primaries following New York particularly Pennsylvania and Maryland, both of which have huge delegate halls. He would need to close up and pass Clinton in Connecticut, which is a close race. Now,
1: Shut up and get to the point! Jesus,
0: try to educate some people. Fine, he needs to hold a lot of delegates. And then he needs to push past Clinton in California, where again, Clinton is leading by a wide margin in the poll. He needs to do all of this, just to get to the point, of closing the pledged delegate gap with Hillary so that he can then make his pitch to the super-delegates. We're just going to skip past the fact that you Bernie supporters have been bitching about the super-delegates for a year now, and the irony, some would say hypocrisy, of Bernie making the pitch to superdelegates to elect him over Hillary. So when you look at all these things put together, Bernie Sanders needs to do six impossible things before breakfast. If you've done six impossible things this morning, why not round it off with breakfast at Millie Ways, the restaurant at the end of the universe? Before he can even contest the convention, just to become competitive enough to sway the superdelegates away from Hillary. Now, could all of this happen? Of course it could. Stranger shit has gone down in this election already. Hell, that I'm even talking to you about him in this situation is almost as improbable as Bernie pulling off the coup de grace in California, because dude...
1: I'm not even supposed to be here today! Oh, fuck you!
0: At the end of the day, this is a game of delegates, and delegates represent votes, and Hillary has about 2.7 million, million more votes than Bernie Sanders, and that, as they say, is all the murder she wrote. Hillary will be the Democratic nominee this November, barring some really improbable shit going down. All of which brings me to the crux of the show this week. Who should I vote for in the primary on Tuesday? Hillary or Bernie? Do I vote my head, which is Hillary, or my heart, which is Bernie? Because let me tell you, I've been burned before voting my heart. Does anyone Remember 2000, besides me?
1: There's an old saying in Tennessee, I know it's in Texas, probably in Tennessee, that says, fool me once, shame on, shame on you. <laughs> if fool me, we can't get fooled again.
0: I mean, Nader was just this guy who was saying all the right things. If we voted for him, what could possibly happen? Admittedly, In my my defense, I was in Virginia, where the vote wasn't even close. But after eight years of a guy who wouldn't have been president, except for a bunch of us liberals deciding that our protest vote couldn't possibly matter, all of a sudden, we look back and say,
1: My God, what have we done?
0: Because you kids don't even remember what that was like. All you've seen is just the Daily Show version of the Bush years. We lived it. We did that. It was our fault. Because say, say, just say a lot of us liberals who deep in our heart want to feel the burn but have been burned before decided that it would be okay to go ahead and cast the vote for Bernie Sanders come Tuesday. After all, Hillary is so far ahead. What could possibly matter? And then come Tuesday night, Bernie Sanders wins New York. And the next morning we get up and say, Next day to be like this, a fucking won? Sure, we all voted for the guy who best represented our views, but take a look around you people. Do we live in a country where people's actual political views are reflected in our politics? Yeah, the no, the no, 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 no. We live in a country where the political structure is designed to dilute and contain the will of the electorate and. Actually, for good reasons, because for every Bernie Sanders out there, there are five fucking Ted Cruises, and they are thirsty, my friends. I mean, I get it. I really do. Young liberals, old liberals who still wear Birkenstocks and eat granola for some unexplained reason, Occupy Wall Street protesters still smarting from their utter failure to do anything more than inconvenience the cleaning crews of Zuccotti Park, and bandwagon liberals who sat apathetic through decades of shitty elections and shittier candidates all look at Bernie and see their messiah. Vernon's going, he's my messiah. They hear him saying the things they know is fucked up in American politics and all go, I could have had a V8. All those years, all those shitty candidates, why couldn't we now have a Bernie? Compare this to Hillary, who is many things experienced, competent, intelligent. Shit, Hillary has been working for this job longer than most of the people cheering for Bernie Sanders have been alive. Hillary, whose politics are to the left of center, but still. Mostly center. Hillary, who comes preloaded with decades of Republican rage, bullshit conspiracy theories, a popular, if somewhat, skeevy husband, who was the actual fucking president of the United States. Hillary, who sings closed, secretist, hawkish, elitist, clannish, and joined at the hip of Wall Street. I mean, what Democrat in their right minds would look at her and say, ah, fuck Bernie. I see all of this. And next week... I'm going to walk into a voting booth. I'm going to stare down at the ballot and be forced to finally make a decision. Do I vote my heart, the part of me that thinks this country would benefit enormously from the social programs and tax reforms of Sanders, who wants to see curbs on the big banks, who truly feels our foreign policy is overaggressive and actually puts us in greater danger? Do I vote my heart, which wants to create the kind of country I want to live in? Or do I vote my head? which actually wants to win this fucking election. Because in the real world, this is the choice we are being asked to make. It's time for some tough love. It's time... Because much like that summer in camp when you and Shannon Wendowski would make out every day behind the pottery kiln and you made each other those friendship bracelets and swore you would keep in touch. After camp, this summer fling is about to come up against the cold, hard reality of 300 miles and a world without the internet. You're not going to be together forever. I'm sorry, Shannon. Number one, Bernie is not going to win the primary because the cold, hard truth, just like the cold, hard truth that you or Shannon never even wrote each other one letter, is that Hillary has more votes than Bernie, and those votes translate to more delegates before the superdelegates are even factored. Second, those votes come from, by and large, the base of the Democrat Party. African Americans, particularly African Americans in the South. And if just one of you says anything about how those votes don't count because the South will never vote for Hillary in the general, I will climb through your earbuds.
1: Take a minute, no!
0: Because you are disenfranchising black people of their voice. The only real voice they will have in those states. Don't be the people we hate because you're mad. Bernie never connected with the African American community. Third, Bernie, for all you complain about, he's been ignored by the media has been ignored by the media. He's not been scrutinized, dissected, pinned to a board, and examined under a microscope. His policies, his past statements, his politics were given a free pass because the media kind of like liked him, and he stands no chance of being the nominee. If Hillary falls down a manhole, climbs up, and is then hit by a meteor while looking for her Metro card, and Bernie becomes the nominee, Everything he has ever said and done will be splashed across the chirons of Fox News and CNN like a Kim Kardashian nude selfie on Twitter. All these positive things Bernie said about communist leaders in the 70s and 80s are going to be nightly talking points on the media. Every statement condemning American military intervention in every backwater country we've intervened in since 1776 is going to be analyzed by a thousand talking heads who will use it to drill home the idea that Bernie is weak and in the age of terror, Americans will die because he's weak. His plan for a free college and single-payer health care will be picked clean like a carcass in the desert and middle-class Americans are going to hear over and over and over and over that their taxes are going up. Reams of opposition research will Bill across the landscape like a hot cup of coffee on an old woman's crotch, burning the crotch of middle America. Any peccadillos, indiscretions, faux pas, or outright fuckery Bernie has ever committed will be exposed to daylight in a way that has never happened because Bernie has been blessed to run in a civilized state and relatively unopposed. Bernie Sanders will be slammed with a tidal wave of shit that will wash 50 miles inland before it drags him back out to sea. His only hope in the general is to run against Trump, where the media will be so busy dealing with that monstrosity that Bernie can slip through unnoticed. This is the reality that no one has faced because Bernie is not going to be the nominee. What about Hillary? Dude, the Republicans have been doing oppo research on Hillary for 30 fucking years. What are they going to find that we haven't been hearing about? Rosewater, Whitewater, Filegate, Vince Foster, Lewinsky, Benghazi, the emails. Hillary is the most oppoed candidate in presidential history. If there's a scandal in Hillary Clinton's past that has not been trotted out by the Republicans already, it was that she cheated on her second grade spelling test. Oh, great. Now I just wrote tomorrow's Washington, a New York Post headline, Clinton's Crooked Copy, subheader, Hillary Can't Keep Eyes on On Paper. Bernie is an honest politician who believes what he says and acts on his beliefs. I want a government full of Bernie's. Unfortunately, I got a government full of Hillary's because that's who we elect. So if by some miracle, Bernie were to win the nomination, and that would take the Lord God himself, Coming down to earth, standing on the podium next to Bernie with Buddha, Mohammed, Vishnu, and the entire Indian pantheon lined up shoulder to shoulder, each endorsing him in turn. Even that happened, and he won the general, which is more improbable than everything that I just said. He would arrive in the Oval Office in January of 2017 to find Paul Ryan and Mitch McConnell standing there with shitting and grins on their face because we didn't carry any of the down-ballot races. And they will look at him and go, yeah, hey, you know what we did to the black guy? It's gonna be so much worse for you. So, what's the case for Hillary? The same person I've been shitting on and yet somehow strangely endorsing at the same time? First... Hillary doesn't care if you hate her guts. Honey badger don't care. Honey badger don't give a shit. It just takes what it wants. Hillary is not here to run for homecoming queen. She's here to run for fucking president and then govern. And she's going to govern the shit out of America. When it comes down to just doing the dirty work of politics, Hillary Clinton has come here to... I have come here to chew bubblegum and kick ass. i 'm all out of bubble oh, also, I think Hillary carries a lot of down ballot candidates because she understands the president is also the leader of the Democratic Party, meaning she campaigns and fundraises for down ballots as part and parcel of the job Bernie is sort of hedged about doing this and even about fundraising for the party. Admittedly, this would require him compromising his principles a bit, but politics in America require you're eating your fair share of...
1: It's a huge shit sandwich and we're all gonna have to take a bite.
0: Hillary will take the bite, wipe her mouth, and get back to the business of governing. I think with Hillary, we take the Senate back because once the thrill is gone from the primaries and the voters get back to the business of winning against the real enemies, you know, the Republicans, she will appeal to a broad middle ground that actually is America. Not sure if Hillary would appreciate my endorsement, a shit-eating ass-kicker who will govern the shit out of America, or maybe she would. It's 3.43 PM in America on a Thursday. You're stuck at the office for another two hours and traffic is already stacking up on the freeway. You'll need to stop by the grocery store before you get home and God damn it, Bobby needs to be picked up from band practice. Face it, he's the worst tuba player you've ever heard. How the hell did the kid even pick the tuba? Your life is busy. You don't have time to deal with all of this shit. You know that America needs someone to just deal with all of this bullshit. Hillary can For decades, Hillary Clinton has put up with the kind of bullshit that everyone understands. Her husband, her job, and a bunch of assholes who can't stand the idea of a capable, strong woman. She knows you have to make hard choices because she's made them too. Stand with Hillary. She will govern the shit out of America.
1: I'm Hillary Clinton, and I approve this message.
0: American politics isn't the domain of the unicorn like we all believed in 2008 when Barack Obama made us believe. Sadly, reality proved that unicorns only exist in the same world where a politician tells us he can bring a Scandinavian-style social democracy to the United States. And that world is entirely on the walls of an 8-year-old girl or a 34-year-old man who is into a very weird flavor of Dungeons & Dragons. That's right, Gavin. We've all seen the cover of your Trapper Keeper. As much as we would all like the egalitarian snuggles of a Danish unicorn to suave us in single-payer healthcare and income and quality, the real world is a birthday party pony ride with a horn shoved on its head where the, skid, the kids are shrieking way too loud and someone needs to come through with a shovel and pick up all the shit left behind from the fake ass pony unicorns. That someone is Hillary Clinton, which is why I will be voting for her in the New York primary on Tuesday, April 19th, 2016, and why you should too. Don't stay home. Don't assume that because Hillary is so far ahead, she can't lose. Don't fall for all the bullshit polls that sell Bernie will do better against Trues or Crump, Trump or Cruz. Don't believe your college friend who says that Hillary is a war criminal. Don't listen to the little voice in your head that says, well, it would be okay if we don't vote for the person I think can win because look at all the Republicans, the shit the Republicans are running. Steve Urkel could beat those fuckers. That might not happen. Go out, vote for Hillary because in the end... Someone has to pick up a lot of shit, and she's the woman with the experience and a really big shovel. And if you're actually committed to seeing a European-style social democracy come to pass in America, then fucking start finding funding and volunteering for the candidates in your backyard. Because they're the ones in five, ten, or 20 years... That will be running for Congress, for Senate, for President, in a country that is ready for those kind of changes. All because a cranky old Jew from Brooklyn stood up and said that socialism isn't a dirty word and that America deserves to be a country where the people are served before the moneyed interest of Wall Street. We aren't there yet, but we can be. If you stop getting presidential tunnel vision and do the damn work in your own town, your own county, your own state, it can happen. It will happen, but not by unicorn magic, only through the hard work of committed politicians and voters like you. I'm Dave Bledsoe the host of the What the Hell Were You Thinking podcast, and I fucking approve this message. That is it for our one-year anniversary show. Who thought we would have been here last year? Not me. I thought we'd do five or six of them, and i get bored and move on to something else. And chances are that now that we've done a year, I will. The band Hypnostate has provided our show opener. They do not know who we are, but we thank them no matter what and tell you to find them on gemendo.com. If you've liked this podcast and would like to like more of it, it's on iTunes and Stitcher, or wherever you get your low-rated podcast from, thank yous Eddie's Podcast Hut. If you subscribe, rate, and review, we will be not as quite a low-rated show, but trust me, we will still suck. We have a Twitter feed that is also quite low-rated, except by Twitter sex bots who really seem to like us. And that's the hell underscore podcast on Twitter. The show name on Facebook, you can find us there. You can find a boring-ass feed of just the show because I'm really tired of Facebook. SoundCloud host our show. Follow us on there and never miss an episode. All of the back catalog is at www.whatthehellpodcast.com. For me, Dave Bledsoe, Gavin the producer, the script monkeys, the unpaid interns who tragically thought working for this show would help them learn to podcast rather than the finer art of pouring a drunken host into a cab so we can go to a bar after the Friday recording session. All of whom are quite likely fictional. We thank you for listening to the people and politicians of America without whom we would literally have nothing to be angry about, we say thank you, too. To our friends and co-contributors and everyone who out there who has ever said, um, I I meant to listen to your show, but uh, I don't actually know what a podcast is, we say we understand. We don't listen either. Finally, we say, how can I convince you that what you see is real Who am I to blame you For doubting how you feel She was always working Just the candidate you knew We took for granted The leader we have in you I know we're living for a dream And running for this moment Taking on the world In a pants-suited style Now the vote is on us, guys We can pick a winner The search is over And Hillary has been with us all the while so sorry for that song we'll see you guys next week